Today we're actually concluding our series that we've been in for the last week in, in Keep Fighting is, is what we've been calling it. And we really have dialed into uh, how we have to fight for our identity as well as our purpose because our identity informs our purpose and our purpose, of course, informs our function, what we do in life and how the world, the enemy you know, his job is to still kill and destroy. And he comes in and he, he twists it all up, perverts the truth and causes us to get it backwards. And so our whole, who we are in life is attached to what we do instead of what God says about us. And so if you've been here the last few weeks, you know, this has been a good series, very, very helpful to us as believers. Yet we have to fight for it. It doesn't come natural. It's not something that's it doesn't even come easy. We have to fight for our identity because the enemy is ruthless and uses all tools available in the world around us to try to mess us up, Mariah. Yeah, there you go. And so today we're going to conclude this series, and we, we've been using clips from um, one of our church members, their story, uh, John Henley. And today we're going to hear some more from John, but Actually, he's being joined by his wife because today we're going to dial in to fighting for marriage. And let me let me say this. There are many, many people in here that are married, but I also recognize some of you that are not married. Maybe you're here with uh, someone, but you're not married. And possibly you're here and you're single for various reasons. Uh, either you're not old enough to be married or not, you're not ready for that. Maybe you're just not married because of circumstances in life, or maybe you're you're in latter years of life where you're you're single, you're you're no longer married. Marriage is more than about a partner. Marriage is a reflection of the glory of God. God instituted marriage, and He presents marriage to the world. It shows the world what it looks like to be in a relationship with Christ. And, and I know some of you are thinking, man, I hope they're not looking at my marriage and thinking this is what it looks like. And that's why we're talking about it today. That's why we need to talk about it, because oftentimes our marriages aren't what they should be. But that doesn't mean that God's original design isn't perfect. And he wants our marriages to be a reflection of Christ's love for the church. How much Jesus loves us as individuals, as people who are called by his name, right? And so no matter your status, married or not, it's important to understand the value of marriage. And so I'm excited to hear from John and Chantal. So let's jump into their video. Well, good morning, Northwood Church. I am here hanging with the Henleys. And, uh, you know, I, I like that title. Well, let's call that Let's call this show Hanging with the Henleys today. Say hey to everybody. Hey, hey. Hello. Come on, we're going to have a great conversation today. Um, as a matter of fact, Northwood Church just came back from our marriage getaway, and uh, and we, we had a great time, and we're continuing in our series called Keep Fighting, and so today we want to have a conversation around the topic of marriage uh, through the lens of the fact that we should keep fighting for our marriages. And John and Chantel, if you know them, you know they've got an incredible story. Uh, actually, we've been listening to some of John's story throughout the entirety of this series, um, and it's been really special. But we want to expand on their story and talk to you about some of the things that they've walked through in their marriage, and we think you guys are going to be blessed by that. You, you guys, have, you've been to some marriage getaways mm -hmm. at Northwood Church, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have, have you had a little fun at that? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, good time. <laughs> we have a good time at those. And one of the ways that sometimes we start our conversations uh, is just trying to get to know one another at a marriage getaway. Hey, when were you married? So t- tell us, how did you guys meet? When were you married? Give us a little overview on that. Initially, we met New Year's Eve 2004. And uh, I really didn't pay no mind to it for what, the next couple months or so? Yeah, I tried to make myself known, yeah. and she ignored me. Yeah. We were at we were at a prayer night, and uh, I, like I just tried to put myself into her space, and yeah. she really ignored me. So I, I literally kept trying to insert myself into her circle. So um, I walked up to her one day after church and kind of shoulder-checked her. Oh. Yeah, I just, just yeah. I mean, I was just trying to make myself known. Right. He got my attention then. <laughs> so you started your relationship with fighting, and you want to keep fighting, right? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too bad. I was, you know, I was just, more like church flirting. Yeah, church flirting. Yeah, it was yeah. church flirting. So. <laughs> wow. so, so you guys obviously decided, hey, let's take this next step. When, yeah. when were you married? March 31st of 2006. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So uh, right now you're sitting here on the couch. And you guys look pretty happy to me. T- tell me just a little bit about where your marriage is at today. Well, this is my best friend. Yeah. yeah. I love I'd, him. I'd rather spend time with her than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it hasn't always been this way, has it? No. So you were married in 2006. Why don't you take us back to the beginning and help us understand a little bit about how you got to where you are today? After we got married, uh we started living together, of course, and then we found out we were pregnant, what, two months after we got married with Thad, and um, <laughs> I changed because hormones, but um, we didn't really know how to be married. We didn't know, honestly, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we did premarital counseling with Pastor Van, but um, I think you really don't know what you're doing until you you're doing it, you know? And so we fought a lot. We argued a lot. I'm, I'm very stubborn. He's very stubborn. And um, it was like, I don't know, it was really bad. It was like fireworks all the time. And he had an anger problem, and he wanted to be right. Even though I was some, I was right now. Um, even though I, even though that, like in the argument, maybe I was making valid points, or maybe I was right. Um, it was my the way I said things, or the way that I came across, and so that made it where he felt disrespected. And then the way he would respond made me feel like he didn't really love me. We fought a lot like that. It was like every day. Yeah. It was a lot. And then, but we loved each other. We just didn't know how to be married. We didn't have very good examples to go off of. Um, Our church started this uh, series called Love and Respect, and it was like a year-long commitment. And it was once a month. What is it? Friday night. We would go for a few hours, and we go through this book, Love and Respect, and then it ended with um, a banquet. And then a marriage retreat. And I think that's when we first started them. And um, we really learned how to communicate with that book mm-hmm. and that series. And um, we started applying those things to our, our marriage, really. Yeah. And it helped. We learned that we we're on the same team. We're not like, um, we're for each other. We're not against each other. 
And the, the way I was saying things and the way he was interpreting it was completely off. He, I don't think we really knew what was in our hearts at that time. Yeah, was she right, John? Yeah, was she? We kind of learned how to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, y'all to know that she's got my best interests in mind, and she loves me not that she's against me and she's my enemy. Right? Because I I think as people, we tend to think that maybe if somebody disagrees with us or has a different thought, that somebody's against us. But I, I, I realize she's not against me, Mm -hmm. and um. You know, I'm just really interpreting her wrong. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably that that's probably been pivotal in our marriage is just realizing, hey, this person loves me and has my best interest. You know, even if she says something that rubs me the wrong way, she's not saying that to tear me down. Absolutely. A lot of us need to remember that. So you're growing in your love for one another. You're learning to communicate. Right. Um, I mean, what what's happening? We're fighting less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We started fighting less. Yeah. He's like, what did you say to me? You said, you, you did tell me after this that we needed to, we're going to fight till we get it right. You yeah. Know? What was that? Yeah, that's what I said. Because yeah. I wasn't going to give up. Yeah, we were like, we'll fight till we get it right. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, and and then um, so we started uh, leading together in uh, ministry, children's ministry. We started working with uh, the assisting with baptisms and um, leading marriage or married couples small groups. Yeah, we actually led love and respect. Yeah, we well, did leave love well. and respect. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, Labor Day 2013 is when everything just like took a turn for the worse for us. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was kind of what I talked about in my testimony, yeah. that horrific accident. Um, that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't initially bad. Right. It, it, it was, it kind of things compiled on top of that. And eventually I got tired. As yeah. far as fighting, and um, I guess the enemy got his claws in me, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, he was pretty um, angry. It was like you could see the anger. He started withdrawing from me and the children um, emotionally more so than anything. Like he was present at times, but he wasn't there. Like you could just tell. He'd rather be anywhere else but there with us. And, um, and then you could just see, like at church, he was just filling a spot, like a like sitting in the in the seat. He was just filling that spot. He wasn't really getting anything from um, what was being spoken. We did have some fights, but I think I more withdrew because I was scared. I didn't know what was really happening. Um, I could see he was he had some unforgiveness, some bitterness, anger. And he started to getting depressed. Mm. And so I was like, I don't, I didn't know what to do. So really. you go from a season of, you know, communicating well, mm. even flourishing in your faith, being used by God to now experiencing a lot of maybe frustration, pain that mm-hmm. you're, you know, experiencing between one another and then watching your husband go through such a crisis of faith. Yeah. And like, in my mind, it was like, <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, it was like simple. But in his mind, it was different, 
you know, to me, I, I wasn't, I was walking through those things with him, but I wasn't experiencing those things personally. And so in my mind, I was like, you need to let that go. You know, you need to forgive. You need to move forward. You need to fight. You don't need to let this take you down. And um, and he just he just wasn't there. Yeah, how bad did it get? Well, it got it got to the point where um, he was he doesn't. I don't know if he knows this, but. He was researching for a divorce lawyer, or talking to a divorce lawyer, and um, that, to me, got my attention when I saw that. Um, he doesn't know I was looking. See, I knew something wasn't—it was rough. It was rough. We were fighting. We weren't intimate. We weren't—I um, could tell he just didn't want to be around us, you know, and so I just started snooping in his iPad and just like, what is going on? Is he having an affair? You know, something. And I saw where he was speaking with um, an attorney about a divorcing. And I, it really upset me because I was like, what is, I knew it was bad. I just, I didn't know what I had done wrong. I thought I had did something wrong. So you start to internalize it. Right take personal responsibility of yeah. course we know he was walking through his own crises right i mean how does this all impacting you spiritually emotionally well i was i felt like there was no hope and i didn't want to be i didn't want to be divorced um and because I, I felt like oh that's failure you know here we are two christians who um we got married in our church and we felt like we were doing things right and then all of a sudden divorce is on the table so, um, at that time I was in your wife's small group, Amy DeFazio, and then I, I really kept a lot of this stuff in. So it was around, um, beginning of 2018 and I just shared with them what was going on and that we needed to pray for John. And, um, and then I talked to a really good friend of mine who's the reason why I'm saved. And I asked, and I told her what was going on and I said, I just don't have any hope. I said, I'm scared because I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to lose him. Um, and she told me to face my fears. She was like, you need to face that. She's like, what will that look like to you? And I said, failure. And she's like, but what are you still going to, what are you going to do if your marriage ends in divorce? And I said, well, I'm still going to serve God. I wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, with my relationship with the Lord, because I felt like even though I was struggling internally and I would cry a lot and I didn't feel like I could pray all the time. So like she would pray for me and encourage me. I know Amy prayed for me a lot. And um, because when you're in that season, it's like you're weak, you're tired. And I felt like all my prayers that I was praying weren't being heard. And I felt like um, it was getting worse. And um, <clears throat> I wanted to give up, but I didn't want to give up. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, you know, you said you were feeling hopeless yeah. and alone. But now you've invited friends yeah. into the conversation. How long between the time where John started to spiral and the time that you actually opened up to your friends was Well, it? I think that was four years from probably the time he started oh. spiraling. 
because it's a long time. it happened in 2013, but he was still, you know, he was still present. He was still doing really good. And at one point, um, I remember it was like, I just watched his demeanor in church and we were just, I was just putting that mask on, coming to church, trying to make everything look all right. You know, I didn't want anybody to think anything was wrong. And I remember leaving church one day. I wonder if that was right. Yeah, it was early 2018, late 2017, I think it was. And I looked at him and I said, you don't have to come anymore. And I I said, why are you coming? And he said, I'm coming because you want me to come. And I said, are you getting anything? And he said, no. He was just filling a spot. He was on his phone. He wasn't really, nothing was coming through to his heart or his head. And so I was like trying to control the narrative, you know, like, well, we're this happy family. But really inside, he was dying. I was dying. And um, I was scared to share anything because I didn't want him to look bad. And so um, when I told him that and I released him, I felt it was scary because I was like, is he going to stop coming now that I did that? You know, that, that I told him that. And he did. Yeah. So, and that really devastated me too because I wanted our family to be, you know, in church. Yeah. And then I started wondering, God, is this really the guy you, you wanted me to have, you know, for my life? Because I didn't want, I didn't want to, um, that's not what my life was supposed to look like. I was, we were supposed to be married. We were supposed to be serving in the church, um, raising our children in the church. We we're supposed to be victorious, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we were. My husband didn't want to even be in the church anymore. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it, it wasn't me. It was what he was dealing with. And I, it wasn't so much the church. I didn't want to no, be around right. anybody. I mean, I had got to where I was totally withdrawn where yeah. I really did not want to be around anybody. Well, he, you even said you're doubting your, like, am I really saved? You know, I think you went through oh, that. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and I talked about that in my testimony. I mean, yeah. I got to the point where I, I even doubted that God was real. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was in um, the lowest spot of my life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you guys go from flourishing Mm-hmm. Uh, learning and growing to now experiencing the most profound, you know, crises in your life yeah. that obviously impacts the entire family. Yeah, um, you're wrestling. You're both fighting through the darkness and the discouragement, and you're now carrying a weight that mm-hmm. you never thought you would carry as a married woman. Right. Um, I mean, I imagine all of that probably probably felt almost insurmountable like mm-hmm. how are we ever going to see our our way through this you're you're here now yeah. Yeah. what what changed what happened well well i mean god began to to draw me yeah and he did it through people mm-hmm. um and I, I talked about that some in my testimony but um it my face started to, to get renewed yeah. like um you know, she was talking about her friend that is the reason she's saved. Her friend's also one of the reasons I'm sitting on this couch. Yeah. Because uh, 
you know, when I got into that second accident and was laying in there in the hospital, I spoke to God for the first time in a long time. And her friend texted me the next morning, not knowing what I'd said to God. And it was an answer from God. Mm -hmm. Because I I, I specifically spoke to God and she answered. And, And I... I know she seeks the Lord, and I knew that was God saying, "I'm here, yeah. and I love you." Yeah. You know, and and that that renewed my faith. Yeah, you know, and there was there was several other people, Curtis Gillum, mm-hmm. um, you, uh, this that God began to insert in in my life, and I knew it was God drawing me back in. And I, I knew that he loved me. And then I, I started to have hope again. Yeah. You know, and it, it was a process. I, I was still fighting for, you know, probably another year or so. I was still struggling with the anxiety. Yeah. But I, I had hope again. And then in, in 2020, God healed me completely of my anxiety. And I, I felt like a new man. Yeah. And things began to really change then. Like, like in a, it's like it was, I don't know, just a rapid change. Well, what's funny about 2020 is we launched OS, or we were launching OS, and then COVID hit, and then we were isolated in our homes for a while, and then we got to start meeting again, and um, uh, you had said you would like all the leaders at the time to go to the conference, the yeah. encounter, the freedom conference, freedom conference. Yeah. And so, um, I was like, I've been to a bunch of, them. I really need to go to another one. But, um, uh, I was going to be obedient and I said, I'm going to go, you know? And so after each session, I was like really searching my heart. Like, is there anything here I need to lay down? You know? And I got, we got to an unforgiveness, um, session, and I can't remember who was speaking. Maybe it was Miss Dorothy. And um, they were talking about unforgiveness. And then somebody started saying, well, maybe your husband isn't leading spiritually or something in the right way or something like that. And it hit me. I was like, I have unforgiveness against my husband because he was supposed, he made a vow and he was supposed to be our spiritual covering. And even though God was had drawn him back, he still wasn't that spiritual covering. Yeah. I mean, he he was coming back. Like, he was doing, I could see him really seeking God, but he wasn't, he didn't really take that spot. Wow, so so you have some unforgiveness from yeah, all of I didn't the pain even realize. you just walked through, right. which is totally realistic. Right. It's, it, that would be natural to struggle with. John, how do you now enter back into, you know, more intimacy Maybe maybe take some more responsibility in your in your marriage when for so long you hadn't been. What did that look like for you? Well, I mean, I I did uh, ask for forgiveness because yeah. I knew I knew I wasn't the spiritual leader I needed to be. You know, I was a provider. Oh, I yeah. always I always provided for my family, and I was always there for my family. Like yeah. I would go, you know, I didn't miss the kids' games. Like I was still a dad and a husband, but I did not carry that spiritual mantle, and I knew it. And and I was, 
I was unable to though for a while. Like I, I mean, I was down, man. I mean, I got like I said, I got to the point where I even doubted God was real. But but then, you know, coming back, mm-hmm. it it was tough because I was like, man, I was not the the man I needed to be spiritually, you know, and so I, I just had to own it, and I knew, you know, it was just something I had to walk through because, you know, it was five or six years. And so, you know, my family's gun shy, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. you know, am I, and I mean, in a sense, I was a little scared. Yeah. It's like, it, am I going to be all right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like when we, when I started seeing the change in him, I was, I felt like I was walking around on eggshells, like, is this going to stick? You know, is this real? Um, I wondered, like, is something else going to happen and it's going to set him back? You know, I was scared for a while because, um, of course, life happens. Things happen. And um, and so I was <laughs> I was very nervous. And by the way, quite a few things have happened, <laughs> like major, <laughs> yes. major things that could derail me, and yeah. and I just, I was like, okay, cling, cling to God yeah. through it, and cling to uh, people in the church, yeah. you know, to help guide me through it as well. And I think that's one of the worst things we can do is try to fight on our own. Yeah, come on. I mean, we need each other. Yeah. All right, because that's I, I feel like that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants to isolate us, and that's what. That's what got me before. He mm-hmm. isolated me and did not reach out to people. I tried to fight on my own, and and things just kept compounding on top of each other, and eventually I just got tired. Yeah. yeah. And and sometimes you need people to hold your hands up for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, you get tired, and, and now I'm, I'm very quick, you know, to call you or call Curtis. You know, you, you two guys, uh, you know, y- y'all are – a foundation in my life, you know, as spiritual leaders, you know, you know, I'm quick to go to God, but I also need, yeah. I need a friend to talk to too. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. We need each other. And you know, Chantel, you're, you're the part of your experience also was walking through isolated, putting mm-hmm. on a mask, right. And realizing, <coughs> man, I got to take that mask off and yeah. I got to invite friends into this fight yeah. so they can lift my arms. Yeah. And so both of you uh, have, have learned that really, incredibly important lesson Mm -hmm. about fighting well uh, through hard spaces in our lives. We need people. Right. I mean, just the, just being transparent. And I think, I think sometimes I've become too transparent at times. I'm like, (laughs) I had it all back, but, um, but I'm me, I'm real. Uh, I'm sick of hiding and being scared. And, um, the, I, you know, it's funny is one day we were leaving church and I just sat, and I was sitting there. He's driving. He's like, "My driving." So, <laughs> and I said, "Oh my God, I can breathe." I felt like I could not breathe for five or six years. I, you do you know um, the fight or flight? It comes in, and um, I was able to process through a lot of stuff. I was able to cry. I was able to um, breathe. I was able to just sit back and go, whoa, yeah, you know, and he, he's just, he took his place (laughs) 
he, he just stepped right back into that spiritual um, lead. But um, just knowing that I can be under his covering yeah. and just it's fine the way it was supposed to be. Um, and so now I'm not nervous when things arise because he's the first one to usually just say, we're, we're going to trust God through this or, yeah. you know, so I don't have to say anything anymore. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys, you've, you've got what sounds like, you know, kind of three phases in mm-hmm. your journey of marriage. Um, let's, let's look at the, what was the hardest one, the darker days. Yeah. How would you encourage people that are watching right now in the auditorium? Maybe they're watching on social media later, but how would you encourage them to fight through those dark days? Um, well, the biggest thing is don't feel like you can do it on your own. Yeah. Don't feel like you're the only one it's happening to. Right. You know, I, all these are lies to isolate you. Um, you know, seek out help. Um, but, well, when you do seek out help, though, make sure you're seeking out the right help because um, there's a lot of people that um, if you tell them too much of your business, <laughs> uh, it's not good. So um, there's one person we we always um, invited into our marriage, and she's like a mother to me. And she always stayed um, m- like middle, like what is it, Sweden or? Neutral. Neutral, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she always stood very neutral. She always looked at the whole picture. She wasn't afraid to call me out when I was being weird or not thinking correctly. And um, and she always prayed for us. Mm-hmm. And she always was our biggest fan. Like, she's like, I'm always rooting for you guys to, yeah. to make it, you know? So when you guys didn't have hope to see that there might be a future, she mm-hmm. was able to speak that over you yeah. and, and help you remember that there is yeah. hope. So. So that's that's a great encouragement. We mm-hmm. need to fight with community, and we yeah. need to know that there's a future to yeah. look forward to. Um, what about what about those who are maybe like more like in your early days, and they're struggling knowing how to be married? Maybe they've even been married for twenty years, but still feeling like yeah. it's brand new and don't know how to live together. Uh, maybe even thriving in the church, leading a yeah, ministry yeah. like you guys were, but. But wrestling, what what is that? How do you encourage them? Well, I mean, I still think you go to people yeah. and talk to people who have successful marriages, and to say, hey, you know, be honest. Right. Don't be ashamed of your problems. Yeah, like that. Feel yeah. like don't you got to lay your pride down. Yeah, you can't be prideful and say, oh, I got, I got, I got, I'm, I'm saved, so I got to have it all together. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't have to have it all together. You know what? Salvation. You you're gonna walk out your salvation. You're, 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 it's not going to be all roses. You know, you're going to have problems. Life is tough. Yeah. And you cannot be ashamed of having problems. You got to lay that pride down and say, hey, I need help. Yeah. Well, you know? one thing I learned, um, even though I kept pointing fingers at him, I realized that I needed to stop doing that. And I needed to um, stop focusing on him and focus on myself. Like, what can you show me through this season? Like, Lord, I just prayed, like, God, do something to me. You know, change me. Because I feel like a lot of time marriages, even though one spouse may be in the wrong, then you're always beating them down. Like, you're wrong, you're wrong, but you can't do that. 
you really need to just start looking at yourself, looking yeah. on the inside. And I love that. Take the focus off of them and then put your focus on God. Yeah. You know, something I've learned as well, just in step with that, like if we would both just focus on ourselves yeah. and growing closer to God and, and being transformed, mm-hmm. then we wind up experiencing the benefit of that transformation in each other's lives instead of trying to change each other. Um, lastly, you're sitting here in victory today. Mm-hmm. You have victory and and it's visible, it's tangible, and it's an inspiration to so many people, to me and my wife. We're, we're inspired by you guys. But still, Marriage is 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 requires some fighting. Right. Yeah. You got to keep fighting. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so so how would you encourage those who are in a season of success to keep fighting? Well, I mean, keep feeding into your marriage. Yeah. Um, make priority for each other. That's something we've always did is is make time for each other. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times when you have kids, people lose focus. Um because they focus on nothing but the kids. They don't feed their marriage, and then their marriage slowly dies, and then the kids move out, and they're like, they their their relationship's dead. Yeah. I mean, we had four children, but we always made time for each other to feed our marriage. So I, I think that's one thing I would recommend yeah. to people. Always make time for your spouse. I mean, even if it's a little time each week, it's still time that you're feeding your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, um, you know, we don't, we're not, well, we do this, but we don't like, oh, we're going to pray together. But we do pray for each other. Um, and we do like, we do worship together. Um, we'll play worship music in the car. And so um, we seek God. That's yeah. where, as long as you continue to seek God for your marriage, I feel like your marriage will, you know, you're going to go through stuff, but now I feel like we're fighting together and we're not fighting against each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're like a team. We're like, we're ready. It's actually much better when you're <laughs> yeah. fighting hand in hand, you know? Can't believe we wasted all that time uh, fighting against each other. <laughs> it's like, we're walking through this thing together. Yeah. We got each other's hands. We're like, we're going to get through this as a team. Yeah. And not because it's it's hard and it's lonely when you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, you know we're part of a, a faith community. Mm-hmm. We're a church, and so we want to help people know God, grow in Christ, mm-hmm. and go in the power of the Holy Spirit until Jesus returns. And when I think about all the marriages that I've seen that have been most successful, um, it's those who have been intentional around cultivating right. spiritual uh, a spiritual bond between themselves and their God. Yeah. Um, you know, Christ is our anchor; He's our cornerstone. And uh, and that's not just true for our salvation. It's true for our relationships. It's true for our marriages. And so uh, you guys are walking that out and uh, you're a living testimony and it's it's powerful and it's pure and it's special. And we're just honored uh, to do life with you. We're honored to be part of your story. Um, We're thankful that your testimony uh, is, I believe, maybe even right now in this moment as people listen, uh, breaking chains and inspiring people to think differently about their marriage. Um, so thank you from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of everybody well, watching. Well, I wanted to say something real yeah. quick. I'm sorry. Um, I realized looking back now, right before, like when it got really bad, if I would have given up, I would have missed out on this, mm. on the sweetness. I love it. And I feel like a lot of people give up too soon. Yeah. So just. So how's that for a closing thought? <laughs> Don't give up. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of the service.
Come on. We love John and Chantel and, and man, so many great things in their story um, that we needed to hear because as Mariah appropriately said, we are a mess in so many ways. And I know everybody in here is going to be a little different. Go ahead and turn me a little bit of lights up back there, Millie. Um, you know, some of you individually, you're, you're, you're struggling. Your, your life is upside down. Thank you. Um, others of you, your, your marriage, and you might be in different seasons. You might be early in your marriage. Um, you might be late in your marriage. A lot of water under the bridge, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. And I know that there are many in this room right now that would say, I just want to give up. Some of you might have came here today, just one last try, you know. Um, and I understand giving up on ourselves. I understand giving up on our, our spouses. It's not right. It's not the best. But I understand the feelings of wanting to give up. But God, but God, God's not a God that gives up. He doesn't give up on us. And with his help, with his guidance, with his presence in our lives, as we see in John and Chantel's story, things can turn the corner. I don't believe we can do it on our own. I, I know there's a lot of great books out there and a lot of great podcasts and a lot of great advice that's all good. But trying to fix ourselves is a, is a waste of time if we're not allowing God to be at the center. John and Chantel talked about how important it is to love and respect one another. Ephesians tells us that, that when Christ is in the center of our marriage, when it's a Christ-based, Christ-centered marriage, there's a love, there's a respect that we share with one another, and oftentimes that's absent. They... they stress the importance of forgiveness and sometimes that never comes across our mind to forgive and the value of forgiveness to be able to to not hold it against our spouse it feels good to hold it against them for a season but it's toxic and it rots our marriage from the core when we don't forgive Christ forgave us and he said now you forgive them <laughs> They talked about how important it was to have community, to be in relationships with other people. I love what Chantel said, be careful who you share your business with. But we do need somebody in our lives. We need, you know, I love our small groups, but we, there are people in this room right now that have got a similar story to John and Chantel. Some of y'all, your story is different, but as powerful. And, and you have a lot to give. And maybe you're not perfect, but... You've got a lot to give young couples, couples that are where, where John and Chantel found themselves. And we need those types of relationships to be able to let down our pride and just say, I need help. That's a good starting prayer. I need help. Lord, would you help me? And to have somebody be able to just encourage us speaking to our lives.